Can you still hear me? Yeah, yeah you're a kid down in the desert, man. Yeah, dude, I'm uh, living the life out on the golf course. Wow. Oh, oh, wow. That is beautiful. What a flex. I'm just sitting in my same fucking studio every as I am all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's my dad's place down here. It's fucking incredible. He lives on this epic country club, like in the in Palm Desert. You got surrounded by mountains, beautiful golf course, pool. Ooh, There's look at me. I have course. a dad. <laughs> <laughs> and a mom. <laughs> oh. Oh, nice. Nice. Oh. <laughs> yeah, well, Leaf Drill has one of those. Yeah. Yeah, I'm shooting 50%. For I the get field. it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm privileged with the silver spoon. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, well, let's talk about it since you're on a golf course. Uh, none of this aired last week, so we can – I know what your opinion is, but I didn't get very far into it. Let's talk golf. And the age-old question, is golf a sport? I say no. You both say yes. So I know I'm outnumbered here. Um, John, hey, we'll, I, I can be I can be swayed. OK, I can be swayed with good, articulate debate. But where I stand right now, it's a sport. So so I actually did a bunch of reflecting on this. And and what I've come to realize is it's actually not a sport. It's a much deeper spiritual thing. It's a discipline. And so it's higher than sports and that is why all other athletes want to be the best golfers they can be go ask any athlete what they do in the off season they golf and why because they're obsessed with getting better because it's an internal discipline so i think it's higher than sports which in turn jero makes it a sport okay there's full-on training that goes into it right you go look at any of these guys that are actually doing it at a top level and they are, they are just as much as an athlete as anybody else. They put in eight to nine hours of training a day. You go hit a thousand golf balls at the driving range and tell me it's not a sport. I, I'm telling you right now, like I sweat my ass off hitting a bucket of a hundred balls when I'm grinding and I'm working. Mental focus, the body with it, like the way you play golf. The way you play golf is not a sport. You go out and drink with your friends and fucking hit balls with sticks. Okay. Okay. Uh, so to to Aaron to Aaron's uh, credit here, looking up the definition in Oxford, uh, an activity involving physical exertion and skill in which an individual or team competes one another for entertainment. I mean, I just don't think it's that. Physically uh, exhausting. And to Aaron's you point, ever, you go hit a thousand balls. What are we talking about? You're talking about practice. That's not golf. We're talking about practice. Not a sport. Not a sport. Not a sport. We're talking about practice. But we're talking about practice, man. What are we talking about? Practice? We're talking about practice, man. We're talking about practice. We're talking about practice. We ain't talking about the game. We're talking about practice, man. That's that's a driving range. That's totally different. Yeah, you know it'd be more exhausting shooting a thousand jumpers. All right, running a thousand routes, running a thousand suicides. Way more exhausting. Golf. Yeah, is okay, okay, but are, you're playing comparison, and that's not the that's not the the point here, because that that that's like comparing apples to oranges. 
right? Like that's still using a physical exertion. You go play 36 holes, walk the course and hit the golf balls and tell me you're not fucking spanked at the end of the day. Like you would be if you ran a thousand routes. hundred percent accurate. I would be really tired. And you're right. I am comparing golf to actual sports. There's a huge difference. I'm no, just saying. no, but, but if you look at, no, no, if you no. look at a PGA, hold on, Darren. If you look at a PGA tour round, that's four rounds, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, they're walking that course. That's a 7,000 yard course that they're walking. They're walking an average of five to six miles a day, four back-to-back -back days. They're walking almost a, a marathon while hitting a golf club. You're telling I, me that's not a sport. Yeah, I'm telling you it's not a sport. Um, that sounds like hiking to me. <laughs> it doesn't someone call no, hiking because, a sport. No, because you can't can not be, a sport. Come on, guys. You can be blind and hike. You know what I mean? Like you you could have you could have one arm and hike. You know what I mean? Like that's that there's no skill involved to hiking. It's walking up a hill. There is skill involved with golf while there's physical exertion of walking that course and swinging that club. You've okay. never, Aaron, 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 or Drew, I'll ask you this. You've never hurt a muscle or your back or anything golfing. Yes or no? Yeah, of course. But you could do that falling off Physical a curve. Exertion. Drunk. I just, I think that, I think that, like, again, I come back to, like, your, de like, not definition of, but your golf that you play, absolutely not a sport, brother. You ain't fucking doing <laughs> shit when you're playing golf. When I play golf competitively, it's a fucking sport. You're locked in. You're you're moving. You're you're having to walk to each different shot. You're having to execute at a high level. You're using every part of your body in a golf swing. It's not like I think that it when you're comparing the different sports and golf is a different sport in sports that and I'm not comparing golf to sports. It's a sport, so I'm comparing them all. You can't compare. You can't compare the semantics of it, right? Like, right. If if it that's to me, that's like, yeah, it's just that's okay. That's, okay, Jero, uh, okay. Jero, off, off, off pod. You you had mentioned earlier a few weeks ago uh, that it's it's hand eye coordination, which can be a skill in a sport, but that doesn't yeah. make it a sport. But in the flip side, if we are going to compare sports. LeVon Hernandez, a pitcher, never hit a ball in his life, never hit a home run, never hit an extra base hit, but had a 20-year career as a pitcher. Is he an okay. athlete? Is he, a, is he playing a sport? Barely. <laughs> like, barely. You, okay, you could argue. That's a great point, John. You could argue that a pitcher's motion is the same thing on, a high, on the highest level as a as a professional golfer's swing. The amount of exertion, the amount of, like, downward torque and pressure you put on the body, they're right there. And they probably do, you know, this, hey, how many pitchers, how many pitches does a pitcher throw? Anywhere from 65 to 100. How many swings does a golfer take? Anywhere from 65 to 75, right? So they're in that same range. 100 for me, but. Okay, but I'm saying, I'm saying professional wise, right? And I right. think that the motions, although they are different, like you would find that the same level of exertion is going into it. So yeah, maybe it's barely a sport. I still think it's a sport. All the bullshit aside, I, I do think it's a sport. I'll give you that. That's fine. Would you like if we were if we were to totem sports? Yeah, it's not it's not peaking over basketball, football, wrestling, tennis. Uh, okay, 
It teeters but closer it, to a game than the other ones. Yes. I think yeah, again, so getting, I, yeah. I, I had a, I had a buddy. I asked my buddy um, the other day, the same question and, and wanted to get his take. And he said, he's an older gentleman. And he said, back in the day, golf was a game back when, back when it was, you know, I mean, sports has, I mean, even since football, I mean, look at football, right? Like football with the one bar running it three, three yards in a cloud of dust. What your boy yeah. meant to say is back in the day when it was just the whites, it was a game, <laughs> but then we opened it up to the coloreds and they brought in a sense of athleticism. I understand that coded language very well. I got it. I got it. So listen, I will contend that it is a sport. I would just say that, that the, the skill set used is much different than other sports. I.e. there's less, less athleticism needed overall but the skill set is one that very few people on this planet possess at the level that the uh pga tour pros both men and women play at is that fair absolutely I'll okay agree. all right so we can move on now like you guys are happy i admitted it's a sport and we i think we came to to a good place here Right. It's a sport. It's on the far fringes. It's closer to a game. It requires more skill than athleticism. But it this caveat at the end of my statement to let you know that I really don't still think it's a sport. <laughs> yes. But it's a sport. Dude, U.S. politics should listen to this episode right now and just show you how we can find a way to the aisle, dude. <laughs> We're bridging all sorts of gaps. I, I appreciate you guys. Uh, hearing me out and I, you know, I think, I really think we made real strides as a society on this podcast here today. So, um, that's good. Uh, is there anything else you guys want to talk about before we get to our picks? Um, I mean, I'm happy to talk about, yes, the, the Y is back. The M Y is back in Jimmy G. He is no longer Jim Garoppolo. He earned it. If you guys want to talk about that, I'm happy. Or if you want to talk about the g-wagon the g-wagon <laughs> what well, uh did it um uh uh devo came out and called called him hemi guap <laughs> <laughs> i have to say this is the first time i've watched the niners game and the offense truly stood out over yep. the defense and yep. and that and and that's saying that's not even saying that the defense wasn't fucking spectacular because it was absolutely maniacal the way that that team runs sideline to sideline. D'Amico Ryan's, if he's not a head coach next year, I mean, yes, agreed. Something's wrong with the league. And for him to take over what Sala did and to mm -hmm. implement what he's doing now, it, it just feels like next man up at every single position. Travarius Ward got hurt, and they still they still were able to cover that back end. They look like a fucking machine, dude. I I will agree, but are we are we maybe are we maybe getting ahead of ourselves in the sense that the Cardinals are a really really bad football team right now? They don't. I mean, Colt McCoy showed you that he is borderline not even a backup anymore. Um, you know, they brought in Chase McSorley, uh, Chase McSorley, um, you know, from Penn State rookie. Their defense was touted is going to be one of the best defenses this year it's not it's really really bad so i, I don't know if i'm if i'm bought in a hundred percent like everyone right now bought into the niners being this i mean obviously on paper coaching staff 
they look like they can make a really deep run at this. But I don't want. I mean, I, I, let's 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 look at the rest of the season here. I mean, they have they still okay, have a but, couple. But, you know, well, let me help you out here, though, John. The Cardinals are like every other team, 10 other teams in the NFC, there's really only three or four teams that are viable to come out of the NFC, and the Niners are one of them. I think that's realistic Niners fans. I think that's where most of us are at. Is like, yeah, the, you know, our quarterback is who he is, and he's going to have some games where he looks like that, and then he's going to have other games where he throw, you know, completes 11 for 19 for 176 yards like that's what it is right but that defense is solid the weapons are impressive and i think most of all what gives this fan base hope is the fact that who are you scared of like we talked about it all all yeah. season long aaron mentioned it last week i've been talking about it on the radio show the vikings are fraudulent we knew that who are you scared of the cowboys defense looks great um but I don't think anyone's terrified of going into Dallas and getting the dub there. Um, and then who else? Philly? Philly's looked fraudulent, right? So, like, who are Tampa you scared Bay, of? Tampa Bay has is in the playoffs. That is all you yeah. need to know about the NFC picture. The, it's Again, I'm saying that, and then I also want to say it's so fucking hard to win on a Sunday. I don't care who yeah. you're playing, and we're seeing that this year. So I think the NFL is one of those spaces that it's really hard to say strength of schedule because we're seeing it this year these teams are going going and you know heavy underdogs are, are coming out outright winners right. i just think that you just the way that they went about their business in mexico city high altitude they they didn't and they didn't just beat them they fucking they took they they buried them they yes. killed them and, and right. they put them out of any kind of thought that they had any chance at anything this year they are now dead and buried Yep. And that's what I think these Niners are going to start to do to teams is they're going to put them in their grave with the way they play. You don't want to be playing that at the end of the year. They're getting healthy and going into this stretch run. You just see a good football team. You know a good football team. That team looks like it can make a serious run to me. And I think five of their next six are at home too. So, right. you know, this is a good time of the I season. Mean, yeah, and potentially, I mean, the NFC West is probably the weakest it's ever been in the last decade probably I would say you know with the Rams being the way they are and losing everyone and probably kind of looking to next year obviously Cardinals are are pretty much done you still have the Seahawks that you still have to face at home or are you guys on the road to see now we're in Seattle December 15th I believe so that's I mean that's still a big one there um you know I I think I think it's really going to come down to seeding you know yeah. and who the who the Niners face through that through that first NFC kind of leg of the playoffs. Who, who scares you? If you, I, I don't think everyone's giving the Eagles enough credit. I mean, the Eagles are just as can, talented, bro. Just Fletcher as talented Cox, as, as a roster, Fletcher, bro. Fletcher Cox had to play seventy-five yeah. percent of the snaps the last two weeks. They don't but have they any just, defensive line. No, they don't they, have any. They just dude, got what's, what's his name? They just got a uh, uh, Roquan Smith. Go. Uh, go look at Roquan Smith's fucking. They thing. just got in Dominican Sue, and Dominican okay. Sue just off the street. Who was dude? Yeah, off the street, he's but is it playoff? He's he's he is a veteran. Your name branding. Your name branding right now. Those guys are washed. They're well beyond their years. And you put a healthy offensive line with Trent Williams. Dude, did you watch the schematics of the Trent Williams game? is probably the most athletic yeah, offensive lineman I've ever seen in my life. Unreal. When he had that that left side tight end 
fake the down block and then yes. spin off yes. the back. Bro, that is some high level chemistry and that's geography in motion. And yeah. it's like everything down as it's going down, Trent Williams bumps off and goes and that tight end. I mean, if you're doing that, I'm sorry. If you can't stop the run and the Eagles can't stop the run, they're going to have an issue, dude. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm totally with you. I, that's what I'm saying. I think our point, if, if I if I may, and I could be wrong here, Aaron, correct me if I, am, if I am, but I think our point isn't that the Niners are super overwhelming. It's that no one else is. And at least the Niners have a unit that is pretty overwhelming. And on offense, regardless of who's taking the snaps, you have weapons everywhere at every skill position. And you might have the best player in the league on either side of the ball in Trent Williams. So I think that's I think that's what we're saying is that it doesn't it's not that these other teams are um, or that the Niners are this superpower it's they're getting healthy at the right time and no other team in the NFC I see as a powerhouse. Yeah, I, I would agree in the, in the sense of the NFC in the sense of the NFC looking at their schedule, we have this week against the saints. I think that's, you know, like Aaron said, anything can happen on a Sunday, but I think we can, we can kind of stamp a win there. Um, next week though, is is a really tough matchup. I mean, you have the Dolphins who yep. are, you know, Mike McDaniel's knows that squad. He oh, knows yeah. what they're trying to do. He knows the offense. Um, you know, that defense hasn't lived up to the to the hype really. Obviously, that offense is is legit. Um, but I think we really see that's that's a playoff matchup right there. So that's uh, the rest that's of the a litmus test. Go yes. ahead. Aaron. That's a litmus test for the Niners. Right, that Miami off that Miami offense is going to be mirroring what yep. you'll see yep. out of the AFC in particular if you do get to a Super Bowl. Right, there's Kansas City, Buffalo, Miami. You're going to have the high, highly powered, highly efficient offenses ran by the best quarterbacks in the league. Yeah, <clears throat> so I think it's going to be a dogfight in the NFC to get to the Super Bowl. Right. And I think it's and I think that suits the Niners. You don't want to punch in a phone booth with the Niners. You do not want to get into body blows with the Niners. Right. I agree. Over over to the to the AFC. If we get there, this game against Miami, against those receivers Mm. and the accuracy of that quarterback is going to mirror what we will see if we get there. And so how we play this game and how we react to this game, what that secondary does. And being able to play that two shell, that two safety shell over the top, so that they can rush four, and they're relentless. And if Greenlaw is healthy, that's a big one for me. That's if a big Greenlaw one. Is healthy, because yep. he can get sideline and sideline. He's the fast. He might be the fastest linebacker in the game. One of them, and so he is so versatile, Cam Chancellor esque to me, right? And so he needs to be healthy. There's those small little components to the Niners that support the rest of it. Right. You need the Eric Armstead that you need. Sorry. Yeah. You you need those other pieces to support. Right. Right. Yeah. So so we have after the Saints, we have Dolphins, Bucks, Seahawks. You think truthfully that the Niners can win all three of those games? Dolphins. Say it again. Dolphins, Bucks, Seahawks. Two and one. Two at two. At yeah. Home. Yeah. I don't. I, I don't think. Yeah, they're they're 
Their remaining schedule is Saints, Bucks, Commanders, um, Dolphins, Seahawks, Raiders. I just don't – I think they're winning four of six, and, you know, the Dolphins, sure, they're scary. Other than that, the Bucks, maybe, you know, the finishing – I just don't – I'm not that terrified of the schedule. Yeah, the Seahawks are always a tough divisional opponent, but I just think – probably going four and six the rest of the way and i don't think we can make light of the fact it doesn't matter who the opponent was that the niners defense haven't hasn't given up a offensive point in the second half in three straight games <laughs> that's that's pretty impressive yeah. <clears throat> so uh, yeah uh, i'm i'm highly highly impressed with this team and i think that if 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 jimmy doesn't throw up on himself yes and and you know just make one of those it's only one usually where you're like dude what are you seeing and if if you're taking drugs i want some of them bro because you're seeing triple homie like yeah what's going on but i do think that mccaffrey being there gives it not even just from a, a play play a game flow or a play play calling perspective but from a psychological perspective for him he knows now I got it. I got him out in the flat. I'm fine. And so I watched him. I watched him go through three reads the, the other night. A yeah, can you amazing. believe that? <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. Anytime you see his head turn twice, let alone three times. That's he's amazing. feeling it. He's feeling it. That tells me that he feels okay. comfortable. So while, while we're on the Jimmy G wagon, I want to ask you guys this, both of you guys, obviously I'm a Bronco fan. Um, you know, being in the Bay Area, it's it's Niners Central. You guys are Niner fans. If the Niners go on a run and win or lose, get to the Super Bowl. Does Jimmy G start next season? What do you do with Trey Lance? What 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 is that? What does that look like for the franchise next year? You want you want to take it, Trey, or you? Want, I I have my I have my thoughts. <laughs> yeah, you go ahead because I I honestly don't know. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I think I think that if Jimmy wins this uh, wins the Super Bowl, and and uh, I think that the street cred that he buys within that locker room, Kyle Shanahan would be foolish to go against it. And I think that you lose the team if you bring in Trey Lance the year following. It sends the wrong message, and I don't think Shanahan's that dumb. And I think. From a developmental standpoint, it actually is better. He hasn't been able to even do anything this year, right? He's nursing this injury. Right. I don't even want. I don't want to. You know what? I don't even want to see him on. I want to see him getting the Kyler treatment. I want to see him calling plays in the beginning of the year for preseason. I want to see him headset on, clipboard in, next to Shanahan all year next year, learning. It took Rogers three years to get get over Favre, right? right? And that was right. without a catastrophic injury, too. Right. I think right. they quit. Push, push, push. Hey, this could be a fucking cherry situation. But so, okay, so we have Garoppolo, we have Rodgers able to opt out, and we have Tom Brady as a free agent next year. If the Niners do not win the Super Bowl and they go on a deep run, do you still keep Jimmy Garoppolo? Because if you, go on on a, if you go on a deep run, even if you win the Super Bowl, obviously you're gonna have to pay him a little bit more. But if you don't, Jimmy's on a one-year contract. Like you, you got to give him a contract if you want to keep him. So, do you pay Jimmy? Do you try to go to free agency? Do you 
stick. I, I, I like Aaron's take on the give Trey some more time. I don't think he's he's fully developed and ready, but I, I think the Niners obviously it's it's looking ahead, but I, I think the Niners are in a really, really sticky situation right here, making a deep run. Yeah, I think I think it all depends um on just the play of Jimmy for the rest of the season, right? If he if he plays well, um, regardless of if they win a Super Bowl or they're out in the wild card or first round or divisional round, right? Like as long as he's playing well, I think they'll do what they need to do to bring him back. Um, but teams like the Jets and other bad teams, if Jimmy continues to play pretty decent. They're going to start lying to themselves and say, hey, you know, what if we brought him here? He's better than Zach Wilson or whatever the case may be. And there'll be teams who are going to disc discount the fact that he's throwing to Kittle, Ayuk, um, Debo, has CMC and uh, Elijah Mitchell coming out of the backfield and has that offensive line. You know, I just think that some team is going to make a sizable offer so we'll see man we'll see but there's um there's there's still plenty of season left we will speculate a lot more in the off season for now though um john before we get to your picks i just wanted to remind you of your boy spencer radler <laughs> bro dude fuck that guy all right <laughs> fuck that guy all right the one two three shut up all right Hendon hooker tore his acl in that game all right tore his acl the entire team was ravaged all right they didn't yep. know what to do they just lost their captain their heisman trophy candidate all right hats off to south carolina but fuck since rattler all right that dude is a joke hope the niners draft him <laughs> Oh, you know Elway's going in for – that's an Elway guy for sure. Oh, yeah, dude. that has Elway written all over it. We uh, don't need another shitty quarterback. We just gave a quarter of a billion dollars to one, all right? So I think we're sewn up in the quarterback position for at least four fucking years, all right? Russell looks so bad against the Raiders. You guys hey, are the worst in the league, 14.7 points per game. Baker Mayfield is having a better season than Russell Wilson. <laughs> That's bad, you guys. That's real freaking bad. All right. I don't know this for a fact, but I think PJ Walker maybe as well. I think both Carolina QBs might be having a better season than your boy. Yeah, I mean, to I, again, I, I got to be a little homer here. Um, you know, the Broncos, like the Niners last year, are I think number one, maybe number two in most injured teams this year. Um, our defense is still a top three defense. We have given yep. up, we have we have yet to give up more than 20, 22 points this year. Yep. Um, which is really sad. I saw a stat the other day that if the if the Broncos could have averaged 20 points this season, they would be eight and two. <laughs> that is that blows my mind. That defense is going all out. And that is losing Bradley Chubb, the defensive player of the year last year, right? This defense is legit. Our offense, we have three of our starting tackles, left, right, and the backup, all on IR this year. So we have two practice players that are playing left and right tackle. Our Pro Bowl, our Pro Bowl guard is out for the entire season. 
we are injury riddled. Now, with that being said, I really think Russell Wilson is a a dressed up Derek Carr. He is, for some reason, happy feet, check down quarterback, can never make a proper throw. Um, I don't know if that's Russell Wilson or if that's game planning situation and strategy with Nathaniel Hackett. Um, obviously, we can't get rid of Russell Wilson, giving him all that money. But Nathaniel Hackett, you have to remember, was hired before change of ownership. So I think the proper move to do, and I'm surprised we didn't do it this week. Obviously, I was so thankful that we released and waived Melvin Gordon. He's had more fumbles this year than he has touchdowns. Mm. It is out of control. And it made me feel good when we waived him and no one claimed him off waivers. So it just tells you that we finally did one thing right. But Nathaniel Hackett, I think, needs to go. I, I don't think he's he's proper trim for, for the offense that, that we can deploy. Let's remember, Nathaniel Hackett had to hire an assistant to watch the game clock for him. Right. Yes. Right. I mean, uh, we don't need to say anything else about the man. I'm sorry. You're not an NFL yeah. coach. Agreed. I mean, think, think back to when the Niners were about to, to – right before the Niners got Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan is born and bred in the Broncos system. Mike Shanahan, obviously his father, we know, won Super Bowls for us, created the, the zone run scheme that he has now perfected. We hired Vance Joseph for a head coach instead of Kyle Shanahan. It is just – I mean, the head coaching position – Next to our quarterback selection has been atrocious since John Elway has come into the helm. I'm thankful that he has now since stepped down and he's just kind of president and, and mascot, so to speak. Um, he's not making those big decisions on draft day anymore. But yeah, we 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 have uh, we have a tough road to climb. Uh, do you feel better oh, now? Did you get that right, off folks, your chest? Radler. I will never forget that. Um, it is rivalry week there's so Hard there's work. too much sports this weekend um that is something that'll rarely come out of my mouth but i already feel like overwhelmed men's world cup we're in the midst of the nba season nfl thanksgiving is a holiday in and or is a sport in and of itself and rivalry week is just overwhelming man like i need i feel like i'm gonna need um a little reprieve from this weekend and all the sports i'm about to ingest it's gonna be it's gonna be grosser than the amount of food i'm going to eat tomorrow that's, with that, that's, like, that's like going out on the weekend and being like man i'm never drinking again and then thursday comes around and someone's like bro happy hour at sushi and you're like all right yeah, let's do it well speaking of that i haven't been drinking it's been going great <laughs> um so let's do uh let's get to your picks sir okay um we went a little light this week because of the holiday season you know it's uh, it's, um, well, to be honest, I did it last minute and, uh, a lot of the lines, I didn't have time to research and it's, it's a tough slate of games this week. Um, you hear that ladies and gentlemen, that is the sound of doubt creeping in. John is beginning to doubt his own ability to make college football picks right before sharing them with you, the audience. Hey, it's me. Knock, knock. So, uh, you got, uh, you got my money?
my money, man. Spreads are wide open. That's what she said. <laughs> so uh, I went with six instead of my usual nine in that 9.30, uh, 12.30, 4 o'clock of games. And like you said, it's rivalry rivalry week. So, uh, so these games are tough. So we have Michigan at Ohio State. Probably the biggest game of the year. Probably the biggest game of the week. I got Michigan plus eight in Ohio State. Uh, or at Ohio State, excuse me. Don't necessarily feel good about it. If Aaron, if you want to comment, you may be able to sway me, but I'm thinking it stays close. I think Ohio State wins that game, being that they're they're at home, but I think it comes down to uh, to a last minute drive field goal, maybe even win by seven, but at eight, I like it at that eight. Uh, I have Western Kentucky minus seven at FAU. Western Kentucky can score with the best of them, FAU. Don't know a lot about them this year, but, uh, you know, it's FAU, so let's ride. 1230 <laughs> slotted games. We got uh, <laughs> Iowa State at TCU. TCU has been uh, – they, they didn't cover for me last week, but they did cover in my teaser, um, so I was happy about that. So we're going to roll with them again this week. At, uh, at home against uh, Iowa State, we have n- minus 9.5. The next we have Wake Forest at Duke. Getting Wake Forest uh, minus three. We've been riding Wake Forest all year. Again, haven't done a lot of research this this week, but uh, Wake Forest has been making me money, so let's just double down on them. LSU at Texas A&M. I don't know what's going on with Texas A&M. They cannot fire Jimbo Fisher for short of a buyout because it's going to be like a $100 million buyout. Um, and I don't know if you guys saw the game last week, but there was about 14 people in the in the stands. So I like LSU minus nine and a half at Texas A&M. <laughs> and then the team we've been rocking with all year, we got Washington at Washington State. Um, Washington State is the underdog. They're getting plus two. I'm going to take the money line uh, because two, you know, who cares? Let's 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 get more juice and let's take a money line. Now the teaser of the week. We won our teaser last week. We're, we're set to win this week. We got Notre Dame plus 12 at USC. We got Michigan plus 14 and a half at Ohio State. And we have the University of Texas at San Antonio minus 10 and a half. Book it. I like it. I, love, I like it. I love the LSU call. They made me a ton of money last week. Uh, I, my biggest spot was on them. Um, yeah, they just, I think they don't, that defense doesn't get enough credit. And, and AM looks like a turd and a water right now just floating in nothingness they're um, so badly coached and, and I, I honestly Aaron to your to your credit too uh, that defense is is probably one of the best in the SEC saying a lot with having Georgia in there and Bama um, but I think someone that's not getting a, a lot of praise and credit right now maybe for his first couple years at Arizona State but Jalen Daniels the quarterback of LSU yeah. is a baller California kid this guy going over he was in the transfer portal this year going to LSU there was so much talk uh, coming from Arizona State, saying that he's too small. He, can, you know, he's a Pac-12 player. He cannot play and compete with the SEC. This kid is lighting it up, um, and and with his feet and with his arms. So I, I really like I like LSU to win by 14 in that game. You uh, you have a decent amount. You have both your teaser and your early window. You have 
uh, Michigan picked. I'm pretty, I'm pretty surprised on how bold you are on Big Blue here. Well, you know, I haven't talked to Derek in a while, and so I just, I, I hope that he hears this um, and you know, and misses me a little bit, and just knows that I'm, I'm riding with him. Again, I don't feel great about the eight. Um, I do feel good about 14 and a half, though. I, I, you know, looking back, obviously, yes, last year's game, uh, Michigan blew them out. Um, but I think that that's kind of an outlier. Usually when these teams play, it's it's a four to five point game, um, usually coming down to a last drive. So, you know, I, I like that 14 and a half. All right. Fair enough. Oh, and just just the point here, right? I did some math, um, you know, from from last week. We talked about my my yearly record. I am 35, 26, and two. Uh, that brings Damn. us right around. That re- brings us right around to about 57, 58 percent on the year. So I will take that. And my teaser record is five and four. So uh, All right. not, not not doing awful. But we've had uh, we've had a couple bad weeks in the last couple weeks. So let's let's turn that around and let's try to get to 60 by the end of the year. I like it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, do you have any qualms with uh, with his list here, Aaron? No, it's really, funny enough. I actually really like his list here. Yeah. Um, Damn it! I the, need to the, 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 the one, the one that I, I would be weary of is Wake Forest. I think Duke is is a, a nasty little team that can run the football and they they can dirty it up. And that that kind of goes to my, to my next point about Michigan and Ohio State. I think if Michigan can get Ohio State into kind of that like like almost like I was talking about with the Niners into that body blow type of game and dirty it up a bit, get it slowed down. You just got to be weary of CJ hitting a couple huge bombs and and that thing could be blown wide open. If it's if it's 21-3 going into half or something like that, you can you could probably wrap it up, but if it's 14 to 7, 14-10, um now you got yourself a game in the second half. So I'm 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 interested to see I'll be off of that cuz I I just don't want any part of that. And that that Kentucky Western Kentucky line baffles me because their offense is potent and FAU's pretty fucking garbage. Um, so again, maybe a little trappy, be weary. But other than that, I think you're you're spot on with your, your pick. Yeah, no, yeah. Michigan Michigan worries me because they they really start slow. Usually they're a second half team, and so um, Ohio State can obviously score with with anyone in the country. So if they can keep it, like Aaron said, if they can keep it within three. Uh, or even go into half with a lead. I really like Michigan's odds in that game. All right. Um, yeah, I mean, your teasers, you're still above 500. So, you know, don't don't get too down on yourself. You can't go 70% every season, you know. I am, I am not down on myself. I hate Spencer Radler. I don't know if you guys know that. But <laughs> other than that, feeling real good about my picks. <laughs> All right. Um, I'll knock mine out quick, and then Aaron will get to. Uh, I think you have all Turkey Day picks, right? I I do have an all Turkey Day pick, and I've got a few other ones. Okay, cool. Um, I'll get to my lock of the week real quick, and it. Uh, I know we. Wait, don't is say it a lock or is it tentative? This one's my lock. I also have oh, a tentative. Cool. I have both for you this week. Okay. Um, my lock of the week, and I know he's been playing much better this season, but. It's a player prop. Jared Goff under 248 and a half. I think this is a no-brainer. I know he's been pretty decent this season, but that front four of uh, uh Buffalo is filthy. And it's still Detroit, man. <laughs> like I'm sorry. I'm just 
I I love Detroit. I want them to do well. My cousin is the biggest Lions fan in the world. Um, and I just, I, you know, I just fell for him. But, yeah, I mean, Jared Goff didn't un know that the sun set in the West. Um, and ever since then, I lost all faith in this guy. So He's from California. How do you not know that? That's my point. On Hard Knocks, he didn't know which direction the sun came up and went down. And he grew up in California. So that is a problem. That is a big problem. And so whenever uh, whenever I could bet against him, I'm gonna. And uh, my, I'm going to give you two locks of the week. <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. We're doing uh, we it. Need to get, we need to get a sound drop for this. Uh-oh. I know I need the funk flex bomb, you know. <laughs> I'm giving y'all two locks this week. The second one, Seattle at home against the Raiders. The Raiders are poop, bro. They're so terrible. They're so trash, man. Um, I and I just think that's a yeah, they beat you in overtime. Um, but I mean, again, worst offense in the league. Um, the Denver Broncos. I just I think this crazy is because we beat the Niners in overtime. Yeah, that was a long time ago, but uh, <laughs> I just I, I have no faith in the Raiders. I think this team is lost. Um, when Derek Carr started crying, I found that hilarious. Um, <laughs> it was so good. It's a regular season game, bud. He teared up during a regular season game. <laughs> oh, I drank those tears. Oh, so it, it just oh, it was so good. So our, our lock. Are locks like quarterbacks? Like, if you have two, you have none? What? <laughs> you know what they say about quarterbacks? If you have two quarterbacks, that means you have none. Oh, so if I, oh I gotcha. If I have two locks. So you're making two locks. I, make you yeah. I mean, listen, my first you, lock. I, I'm giving you an opportunity to turn it tentative if you want. No, we'll go with my my very <laughs> tepid and tentative pick of the week is uh, I just had it here. Ravens at Jacksonville. Um, the Ravens are a hard team for me to figure out. Um, I have no idea what to s expect out of that offense week in, week out. Um, their defense seems to be playing a little better, but I just I don't know what to expect out of that team. But I still, I don't believe in Jacksonville. Um, it's been a long time since Steve Smith was walking through that door. Um, right? Like, I just... Mushin Muhammad. Um, <laughs> yeah, Mushin Muhammad. What a great call. Uh, wasn't Jim uh, Jackson on that Fred team? Taylor. Fred Taylor, yeah. They had a squad back in the day. Byron Leftwich is not walking through that door, right? Like, I just... Mark Brunel. Mark Brunel, yeah. <laughs> I loved Mark Brunel back in the day. Um, but yeah, so that there you go. There's my uh, tentative pick of the week. Okay. Let's get to Aaron's. Uh, let's let's do your uh, Thanksgiving teaser. I guess I have to put this out now. Fuck, I didn't think about that part. All right, yeah, let's do your Thanksgiving Day picks. So I just went with – I'm going like I, like I like to eat on Thanksgiving Day. I'm just taking it all and putting it onto one big plate. So I'm going a three-team parlay money line, and I'm going Dallas and Buffalo at, uh, on, the, on the money line. And then I'm taking New England um, against the most fraudulent team. It's not like their fraudulency got like any lessened last, last week. Like 
it, like it, it is now at full peak fraudulent nature. So we will be taking New England um, against a very nervous and very shaky Kirk Cousins who uh, talk about happy feet, check down, like butt fumble. Like he is the definition of. Um, yeah, so I like I like those three teams on the money line in a parlay, and that's plus two twenty six. Um, so two dollars and twenty six cents on the dollar uh, plus money. <laughs> I like it. Let's do. Let's go. What do you have going on Sunday? <laughs> uh, Sunday, I have Cleveland plus three and a half. Um, I think Tampa is also super fraudulent. Like. They're, if yeah. they're get, I got I got to look at the the injury report and if they're getting some help back on the defensive side. But dude, I actually really like Cleveland's offense um, when their run game gets going. Uh, Amari Cooper is not washed up yet completely. Brissett looked like he was going to be a problem, but he's kind of stepped into more of that game manager role over the past couple of weeks and, and limited the, the damage. So I like Cleveland there plus the through the key number of three to three and a half. Um, next up, I like Miami minus 13. I know it's a big, big number, but I just don't see this Houston team on the road being able to compete with that offense. It could be an absolute field day for Waddle and Tyreek, um, two is going to pick them apart. And this is a nice get right spot for that defense where they can have, um, your former boy, Bradley Chubb, get real acclimated. And I think he'll have a massive impact on that game. Damian Pierce, obviously savage he'll get his but i think you just need to focus on that davis mills is not the guy um then i do uh, uh Jero, i'm i'm actually really nervous now because i'm gonna ride with you <laughs> on the seahawks minus three and a half uh at home um i just again this line is super trappy to me it feels weird it's like vegas is just saying look here it is have a taste no you really want to taste and then it bites you in the fucking ass. There, and the no, there's there's some out. fishy. There's some fishy going on here. There's yeah, like fishy. That's, that's like being like, hey, you could start a free trial for thirty days, no money at all. But after that thirtieth day, we're gonna start charging you, and you always forget, and then you just have this year long contract. You know what? We know what's the weirdest thing about this particular pick is this number would make more sense to me at four or four and a half. I would that's feel better about it. That's why I'm nervous. <laughs> yeah. That's I mean, it that makes nervous. no sense. <laughs> Are the Seahawks coming off a bye right now? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And anytime, anytime you're like, ooh, like when you when you look at that um that list of games every week, when the one pops out at you and you're like, that's the one uh, what? That's the one, that's when you know you done fucked up. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you know? That's like, what they want you to do. <laughs> I will say. <laughs> I just, I can't, like, when I go through every phase of, of the game, even, like, Josh McDaniels, talk about Nathaniel Hackett, Josh McDaniels, I'm mm. sorry, my friend, you are right there with him, and in, in the same position as the quarterback in Denver, they can't fire him because they have committed so much money. He's the Jimbo Fisher of the NFL, yes. and he fucking, he sucks, dude. He's horrible, so I think Pete Carroll and those guys with an extra week are going to scheme him up. I just, sometimes it's, yeah, I'm not even going to say anything. <laughs> see now i'm starting to talk like Jero uses innuendos that i never use i never use okay Before I I come to this show, never it's, even it's, had them in my mind it's the palm desert heat man it's the palm <laughs> desert heat. Your brain you know when when 
when we do this show, this happens to me every week. When we do this show, the longer I'm talking to you guys, the less confident I start feeling. Because <laughs> when I'm starting, you got my head, you got my head, John, that two locks means you have no locks, that whole thing. Yeah, I'm starting to freak out now. This Jared Goff thing, I I know he's gonna throw 250 yards tomorrow. I know that's gonna happen now. It just I it just fucked me. This whole thing, like because that was so another one. About it? What are you gonna do? Are you gonna switch? No, I'm keeping it in a lock. I mean, yeah. you have to. Can't go back on a lock. A lock's a lock. We already it's locked. locked it. Yeah, we threw out the key. You can't go back and say that wasn't a lock. We locked it up. We threw away the key. That is a lock. It's gonna hit, but it's gonna it's gonna make me nervous all day. You're gonna sweat those out. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Hundred percent. Uh, before we get out of here, boys. Uh, I got one more. I got one more. Yes, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And this is a very stinky, smelly, yeah, putrid, yes, pungent one, and it's absolutely my favorite pick of the week. It is the Panthers plus two and a half against the Broncos at home. And it just, it reeks for the Broncos. It is absolutely so smelly for the Broncos. I'm taking, I'm taking Baker Mayfield, PJ Washington, bring on Chase McSorley from the other team, put him on the Panthers <laughs> and they're, and they're beating the Broncos, my friend. So I'm, I'm going with the Panthers plus two and a half home. They're feisty as underdogs and they fight against shitty teams. Uh, and the Broncos are a shitty team, my friend. Yeah, um, I like that. Yo, Aaron, I just wanted to uh, lean on your um, soccer expertise before we get out of here with the World Cup starting um, this past week. Is there a game you feel particularly confident about over this weekend that you would tell our listeners to go put their money on? No. (laughs) (laughs) I have been getting slaughtered. Okay, let's in, talk about in, it for in, a second. In World Cup, it's been absolutely brutal. I think I'm two and six yeah. the first like three days. It is gnarly, dude. Um, and yeah, I mean, you're seeing Saudi Arabia beat Argentina. We just had Japan beat Germany. Uh, a bunch of nil-nil draws. Uh, U.S. giving it up to one of the worst teams. I mean, the U.S. isn't much better, but Wales is, you know, statistically one of the worst teams um, in the competition. Uh, yeah, it's it's crazy right now. I think what we're see- what we've seen so far is Spain, England, and France have flexed their muscle. Yep, it's going to be what we see Brazil do next. Um, Argentina and Germany are going to have some serious fucking problems now, um, especially in that that German group. I think it's got like Japan, Canada, Belgium, and Germany. I think um, that's a gauntlet, dude. Like, and so. I, I wouldn't be surprised if neither Argentina or one of Argentina or Germany or both, but at least one of those teams didn't make past the group stages, which is pretty baffling. Um, Argentina yeah, is what the, the second or third most likely to win a cup. They're second behind Brazil. Um, yeah. and, and we've yet to see the Brazilians come out and when they're on, when they're on point and their flair is going and they're playing their style of football. I mean, they've got, talent everywhere um i like i mean i'm a homer my mom's from from england she's she born and raised in london and i, I you know I'm, I'm more of an england fan than i am an, a u.s men's national team fan and that team looks good too um they've got some serious players on that team with foden Grealish, uh harry kane they've got raheem sterling i mean they can 
they can get after it. I'm a little worried about some of their defensive out, outfit, but um, it's going to be interesting. These group stages are <laughs> they're they are proven to be crazy so far. Absolutely, and there's yeah. more to come. There's more to come. And in, in, in your in your experience or your knowledge, do you think do you think the U.S. after drawing can get out of this group? Yes, I do because I think well, it's going to be tough. The Welsh are there are not great in some aspects, but they have talent that plays in the Premier League. They have talent that knows that European style of football where it's very um, a physical, grinded out, um, you know, pacey. Um, so I think that, you know, and Iran did, obviously didn't look great, but they've always had a pretty stout defense. They'll park the bus a little bit and just sit back on a low block, which means they'll have five, five and two you know, and they just, they stack it. And so, yeah, they got their asses beat though. So I think it's going to come down to, can the U S nick a point off of England? Um, and if they can, then they can make it. If they go, if they lose to England, then pressure mounts on, on, because I do think Wales will beat Iran. So that'll be a flip, right? So, so have Iran. Yeah. are you saying that I believe that we will win. <laughs> it's honestly the thing I hate most about the men's national team. It makes me almost root against us because of our stupid chant. It is so you, terrible. I mean, you go to any European country for not only club, but for a national, and it's not a chant. It's a multiples of beautifully constructed chants that are fucking incredible and sound wonderful and we've got this fucking lullaby <laughs> it's so like, bad dude, it's and so it, bad it's so timid it's like me making my lock of the week pick you know what i mean it's like, <laughs> i'm pretty sure i have confidence guys that if we go out there we could probably maybe it, get this who, done who remembers this one one two three four who do we appreciate yeah <laughs> that's what it sounds like dude <laughs> Uh, I know you guys remember that from T ball and shit. Oh yeah. I think it was I think it was two, four, six, eight. Six, six, eight. 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 Yeah, exactly. Tigers. Tigers. Yeah. No, tigers. <laughs> and then you go shake it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's basically what we're what we're chanting for the US team. I think they're garbage. All right. I like it. Yep. Um I'm you know, I I hope that the US can come out of this um this group it's just we missed the last world cup and i'm so tired of hearing uh about how you know we yeah we have team or we have we finally have players playing in europe that's awesome but i'm just i've been hearing this my entire life that we're up next we're going to be competing on the big stage and it's just it never happens <laughs> I mean, they, are, they are a young squad they they probably have some of the most prosperous talent right now that, that the U.S. squad has ever, ever fielded. Yeah, okay. I agree somewhat, for sure. You're dealing with nations that put almost governmental resources into yep. their, their football federation, their football association, right? Whatever it is, right? Can't. It's an Olympic sport to them, like more so even. It's more than that. Yeah. And it's like, we don't treat it like that. Like it's collegiate, you know what I mean? So like, then you pick off the collegiate guys and whatever, but 
it is not a machine. It's not a cultural identity. And that's the other part. Soccer is a, on the lowest form of the sports totem pole here in the United States. It is Below by golf. far and away the most important cultural aspect of almost every nation in Europe and in Africa and in parts of Asia. And it's like, and, and then we're not even talking about Central and South America. And it's like, dude, like the U.S. has no shot. To ever make it to the semifinals. That's, I'm telling, like, I don't think we'll see that in the next 30 years. Wow. wow. All right. Well, with that said, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy your families, folks. Ended on a positive note. Be yeah. thankful, yeah. Uh, thankful for real sports like golf and football <laughs> and baseball and basketball. Oh. All right, you boys have a uh, enjoy the holiday. I hope you're, uh, you know, I mean, I know you're spending it with loved ones. You're on a fucking golf course, Aaron. So uh, I'm doing it wrong. I mean, I also, you know, it would have been helpful to have a dad somewhere there. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm going to get hey. braided here. Hey, when they're around, you know, sometimes they're not always that great. So, you know, roll the dice, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, uh, Aaron, enjoy your white privilege this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking done. I'm Jewish. That counts for something, right? <laughs> you know what? Right now, it evens out. It evens yeah. out. <laughs> I've been through some shit, bro. <laughs> My, <laughs> I heard they're going to have to start using furnaces in Germany right now because <laughs> because Russia cut off the oil pipeline. And I told my dad that didn't work out so well for us last time. <laughs> I'm leaving all of this in. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving, y'all. Later, oh. bud. Game over, man. It's game over. <laughs>